Welcome back to another episode of the On The Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Damian Parson, with my co-host, my boy, my partner in crime, all the way from Philly, Eugene Holt. What's up, bro? Yo, what's going on? Ain't nothing much, man. Just, you know, Tuesday night, bro, after an amazing yet shocking game last night, uh, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to LSU. Um, LSU versus Clemson National Championship game LSU Joe Burrows um, Possibly I've seen a lot of talk Saying that it may be The best Season From a college quarterback Ever I am sticking With Cam Newton And his season At Auburn With <clears throat> mm-hmm. The only guy That was drafted That I can recall Was Nick Fairley And he was a Defensive lineman His receivers Were, 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 were oh, yeah, poor His tight end Was poor uh, running back situation. I don't even remember who his running back was back then. Like the the weapon. That was the Cam show. Different. Yeah, that was all Cam Newton. That was all Cam Newton. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. while he's my guy, Joe Burrow got some dogs around. Him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, crazy old line, a legit running back, three receivers, a, a NFL caliber tight end, one of the best secondaries mm-hmm. in football. You know, good. Yeah, yeah come on, man. It's, it's a it's a it's a plethora yeah. of riches, so I'm not gonna, you know. Yep. But you know, shout out to to Joe Burrow and company. But um, let's let's yeah, get into that game. Thing. Let's get into that game, man. Let's start off with just yeah, it was a good game. It, it was. It was a good game. It started off. It started off pre- pretty darn good, actually. You know, first quarter it was yeah. tied seven seven, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, I like the uh, formation that Clemson started out with on defense. That three one seven formation that they was talking about that confused uh, uh, Joe Burrows because he didn't he couldn't identify who was coming. But like that gave him that gave him trouble for like the whole quarter because he couldn't he could, and they kept switching up who was the rusher who was the rusher because they still was rushing four or maybe five but he didn't know who because everybody was just standing around the line of scrimmage. But like once he figured it out, it was just bombs away. Oh yeah, it, it was once once him and Joe Brady and company were able to figure out. That defensive alignment, it was over. Mm-hmm. It was over, man. And um, you know, Joe yeah. Burrow, he, he threw the ball nearly fifty times, which is for me it was crazy because I, I get it. They wanted to get those numbers and get those stats, and they saw single high. I would have, fe- mm-hmm. I would have ran the ball just a little bit more with with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He only had sixteen carries, but he had sixteen carries for one hundred and ten yards, averaging six point nine yards yeah. per carry, man. Like young, mm-hmm. that kid's yeah. explosive, bro. He's, he's something, and the way they doing it, they lot they lining him up everywhere. They got him lining up on the outside, running uh, curls and comeback route. He's running legit wide receiver routes, and he's an actual threat out there. And just, and just um, like when they run, they they can run him between the tackles. He's short. He only like five eight, five nine, but he's still like two oh nine, two ten. So he can still pound it up in there. And you seen he got good contact balance. Like guys are bouncing off of him. Like he's a good player. He's a real good player. Yeah, he, he is. And I mean, we're gonna talk about him a little later in our next segment. But um, like I said, they, they started off. Clemson started off hot. You know, able to get the offsides penalty, got the free play. Justin Ross was able to, to uh, beat mm-hmm. Christian Fulton down the sideline, uh, beat him inside, and, and get over and stack him over the top for a nice big play. And, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, they were eventually able to to cap it off, you know, you know, and, and get into the end zone with him off of uh, looks like a read option. Took it into, took it uh, inside the end zone, got the touchdown, and, and you know, yeah. kind of set the tone. It looked like they were 
you know, you know that it took a while, but it looked like they were going to have some, you know, good offensive production in this game. And things went awry, man. He finished 18 of 37, 234 yards for 6.3 mm-hmm. yards per. Like, that's huge, man, bro. QBR 38.1. That's mm-hmm. terrible, man. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, Trevor, his accuracy was off all game. I don't know what was bothering him, but even like even because the Clemson receiver they're so big and he was still missing them high I see he missed uh who was it Justin Ross he missed Justin Ross high on the crossing route and I'm like and I'm just like what is he doing he, he he wasn't he wasn't pressured in the pocket and nothing like that nothing was in his face and he just missed it high and he was just off all game yeah he was he really was and, and you know for for some to have two taller bigger body receivers especially T Higgins who you know anybody that has listened to the first episode or two, know that we on this show, me and Eugene are big T Higgins fans. Yeah, we like T. You know, we like T Higgins. And for a guy that's probably one of the best jump ball specialists in this, in the nation, in this draft class, his his, his body control, all of that, it's sick. You know what I'm saying? But to yeah. have that and be, still overthrow that, like, how do you still overthrow? Like that's yeah, like Matthew I, Stafford th- overthrowing Megatron. Megatron was six five, six six, jumping thirty something, forty inches. How do you? Yeah, like how do you that? do that? Like how do you overthrow that man? So that that was yeah. alarming to me. Uh, Travis Etienne looked solid. He, you know, he looked solid. He ran hard, and that burst was was mm-hmm. definitely there. Um, you yeah. know, but the you know, and, and the, the, it came down to the matchup, and this is why I I, I really wish that we we could have seen. O, uh, OSU and LSU rather than Clemson and LSU because as much as I love Jamar Chase and we love Justin Jefferson as well, Terrence Marshall is a good player, Thaddeus Moss, yeah. who we'll talk about him later. Against OSU, Jamar Chase, how is he? How would he have fared against Jeff Okuda? I, I don't think he would have yeah. had anywhere near the success he had last night. You know, Justin I, I Jefferson think, against Sean Wade. Exactly. You know, um, you know, Terrence mm-hmm. Marshall against Arnett, you know, Damon Arnett. Like Damon, they, yeah. they match up perfectly across the board. And and Yeah, you know, it's a much better matchup in the secondary. They're gonna show because and what I mean, Terrell has speed, but it seems like once Jamar Chase was able to fight, because Jamar now don't get me wrong, Jamar Chase was not routing him up. He wasn't killing him off of the line of scrimmage. You know, his release his releases were he, he was getting jammed. Like, it's not like, you know, A.J. Terrell was not getting his hands on yeah. Jamar Chase. He was getting his hands on him, and he was able to reroute him, but the, there was no pressure. Like, they, think about think about the fact that that yeah. was Ohio State. That would have been Chase Young coming off the coming off of the blind side of Joe Burrow. He would have had to get the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than he did last night. Jamar Chase had yeah. extra time. He, let's be honest. He had extra time yeah. to get off the press and get downfield. Yeah, he had a ton of time. And, like, A.J. Terrell, it wasn't like he was getting in coverage. And uh, Jamar Chase would just have, like, a step or two on. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, it was a perfect So it was A.J. Terrell did a good deal. Yeah, I mean AJ Terrell, you know, like I said, he played a he played a 
the second half he played better. Uh, leading up to the second half, he, he he was able to kind of find some type of rhythm and stride. Early, like I said, early on, you know, he was it was a tough cover when you got to cover. What, what they always say, you can't cover forever as a corner. It, it just they, yeah. that's what it kind of turned out to be. Like I said, when he when you're getting your hand on the guy, you're rerouting them and you're fighting with them at the line of scrimmage. But when you're all, when your your um your pass rusher isn't getting home, it's like man, like that's that's tough. Yeah, you yeah yeah you hanging them out the dry. Plus Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow's is very mobile, so he's eluding the rush. Sometimes exactly. even if they got there, he's sidestepping, he's moving up in the pocket, he's running out of the pocket, and and I mean the corners can't cover forever. What else can they do? Joe Burrow, the crazy, I think the craziest thing for me was Joe Burrow, his pocket presence was next level. Mm. His yeah. pocket presence was pro-like. It was, it was pro-like. It was excellent. You know, excellent. His, the way he navigated the pocket the was pocket. excellent. He had a, and that's why, you know, before, leading up to this game, I heard all year as he's been on his Heisman and championship run that people compared him to Tom Brady with, with legs. Like he could, he's a, he, he's a mobile Tom Brady. But I kept hearing it and I was like, yeah, and that was before I actually do, like took a deep dive into his film. And then the first tape I popped on was uh, the Texas game. And I was like, okay. Okay. Then, okay. All right, I like what I see. And I just continued to watch his film. And I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see what they're talking about. I kind of see the, the, the resemblance, the, the similarities there with, with, with him and Tom Brady. Just playing, with a, playing, from the, playing the game with, from the neck up. And, and as well as having the then having the mobility to be able to make plays with his legs, because one thing you know about Tom Brady, he has probably one of the quickest clocks when it comes down to knowing the the pressure and feeling the pressure, um, especially in his prime. He just kind of knew how, when to get the ball out, you know how quickly to get it out. Everything he he was able to beat you before the play, all of that. And then you see that with Joe Brady, but then when things break down. Then he's able to beat you with his legs, and and that's so when I hear, man, it, he is Tom Brady with legs. I see what the what the um, what the hype was about. Yeah, I see that comp because he's already running a pro style offense, and he's going through his progressions. He's going through his reads, and he's making quick decisions, and he's getting all out. On top of that, he's aware of the rush, and he's sidestepping the rush, and he's running when he has to, and he can he can put his head down to. And and he's thrown with accuracy. His accuracy is very uh is uh very underrated because he's putting that ball right there on the money. Only not they probably when they get him in shorts at the combine and all that, they're gonna say, Oh, his arm isn't as strong as we thought, because the ball don't you know, he don't got he don't got no arm that's gonna wow you. Right. No, that's not really gonna matter because it's strong and it's strong enough and he's throwing on time. Exactly. His his arm is, is like, you know, him and Tua, both both of those guys who are the top QBs on the board. You look at Justin Herbert, he has a what someone would say an elite arm. Jordan Love has an elite arm. Like he has a legit ooh, arm. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? When you see ooh, him throw, boy. that ball pops off of his arm. It jumps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But when you look at from an accuracy standpoint and everything, those two guys, Joe Burrow and Tua are ahead of them, but it's the everything. It's everything else, man. The anticipation, the quick twitch of the hips, the footwork. You know, looking off the safeties. All of those things are huge, man. Are huge at the QB position, and that's where it comes down to. So when I look at Joe Burrow and Tua, it's like, no. Listen, if you gave Tua Justin Herbert's height with his with his tools, bro, like 
draft prospects would be, I mean, not draft prospects, but teams in the draft process will be drooling. I mean, they, they drool over two as it is, but if two is 6'4", 6'5", 220, possibly running 4'6", four, 4'5", four, with a strong, you know, with his accuracy well, yeah. and mental, teams come real- on, it's over. That tank, yeah, that tank for Tua would be a real thing. Some oh, teams yeah. would tank for Tua. Exactly. So, but like I said, when you look at the the, the arm strength, neither him or Joe Burrow have elite level arms. They have good oh. arms. They can make the throws that they need to make. But it's a lot of times you can make up for that lack of arm strength with anticipation, being able to see the passing lane before it opens up, being able to see the spot where your receiver can make a play before they get out of their break. That's that's what it takes. And that's exactly. what I see from both of those quarterbacks, man. Um Exactly. Yeah. They got the they they they, they have the mechanics down. They have the anticipation down. I mean, I think both of them Burroughs and uh and Tua, they're they're day one starting quarterbacks in the NFL cuz they 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 have not just it's not about the physical traits with them. They know how to play the quarterback position. They know how to run an offense. And that's what's most important. Very true. Very true. Um, I, I do want to give a quick. Uh, let's talk about real quick. Just a shout out to Isaiah Simmons. Now, granted, he didn't. He wasn't hot all oh, game, but when he early in that game, he was on it. Bro. He was on it. He, he he got a sack on on um on Burrow. He, he had seven tackles, um, two tackles for loss, and two passes deflected. He can do everything. And I, he I know, can do it all. I know a lot of people say, well, he doesn't have. I've heard the um, Jabril Peppers. Comp when they say, "Well, he doesn't have a position, right?" I'm a, the, my response to that is, mm, "Give him one, like just give him yeah, one." Man. That's uh, all you got to do. Like, and I, like, I hey, like just give him one. Yeah, like, hey, Isaiah, do that, and he's gonna do it. Hey, Isaiah, cover this guy, and he's gonna do it. He's one of those guys you can put him on your biggest threat on the offense, and just have him erase that person. Like, you can put him on your best. On your, the top uh, tight end, have him cover the running back out of the uh, out of the backfield. He can go slot receiver, or you yeah. can say, "Hey, go get the quarterback." And he does each and every one of those things at an exceptional level. Yes, and that's that. So, you bring I mean, up a great just, point. You bring up a great point because mm-hmm. he, he I, the role I would put him in is a viper role. And for those who don't know what the viper role is. Is pretty much a, a a hybrid position, hybrid role that is a safety, a linebacker, and a pass rusher. Just depending on what down and distance you're on. So when you're when you're in a passing situation and, and, and you want to man up across the board, you got that. I'm this, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I I'm going to be so because between him and Kenneth Murray, I'm, I'm I'm I was crunching Kenneth Murray film. This past couple of days, and man, I, I I love that kid's game, bro. Like I it's love fun. his game. He's fun to watch. Yep. So, and I'm gonna throw this comp out there too. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna after I finish, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what you say to this. Um, my comp for him is he to me is a maybe a, a little bit bigger, stronger version of Ryan Shazier. Um, Who? You know uh, uh, Simmons? Uh, no. Um, Simmons. Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray. Taller. He's longer. Because I, I mean, the way I look at it, toss. I think because they play very similar. That neither one of them block shed the best. 
Um, they're not the greatest against the run. They shoot gaps. They blitz. They can drop in coverage. They both run and hit linebackers. Yeah, they. That's what they. That's what they do, and they do it really good. Yeah. And 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 that's that's kind of what the NFL is nowadays. I, yeah, I think Kenneth Murray and Isaiah they both. Honestly, after watching the championship, top five player in this draft, he is. Yeah, I'm he is. really high on him. Kenneth Murray, yeah, Kenneth Murray is very good too. He, I think, I him as a second round pick. I think he's a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, you look at the team like the Baltimore Ravens with those big boys in front of them. You may have your version of not. And don't, all right, guys, do not hit me up on Twitter with trying to kill me for this. I'm not saying he's going to be Ray What's that Twitter Lewis. handle again? <laughs> DP underscore NFL. I'm not saying that he's going to be Ray Lewis, but I'm just saying with those big guys in front, you give him the ability to play similar to Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis had the Haloi Nata that was taking on triple teams, allowing him to blitz, yeah. shoot through those gaps, make those plays, and those offensive guards and centers couldn't get up to the second level because they had their hands full. Exactly. Keep them clean and let and just watch them go wreak havoc on the offense. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's that's how you win. But that one, like we said, with, with, with Isaiah Simmons, man, it, it's very simple. I have him as a top eight draft pick in this class, and, and I have no problem. I mean, my mock draft will be out. Uh, when is it scheduled to drop? My I think it's next next Tuesday actually. So I will okay. actually be working on that this weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, man. When I look at it. I, I love Isaiah Simmons' game. Put him in that Viper role. Use him whenever, whenever, however, however. to get exactly. the impact on your defense that you need. I'm just telling because you look at him against a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, a Zach Ertz. Those, that's why you draft a guy like that. That's why you draft him. Yeah, because he matches up. He matches it's, up it's, perfectly. It's, yeah. It's too, it's too easy. I mean, he... He's he is the future of linebacker in the NFL. Like whether you want to call him a safety linebacker, whatever you want to call him, he is he's a defender. He is that second level defender that's going that's going to erase your tight ends and it's going to keep it's going to keep your running back from killing you in the passing game. He that, that kid is legit. Well, before we move on to the next, one thing I saw last night when they would move Clyde Edwards Hilaire to the outside, lined up out wide on the boundary. Yeah. You would see Isaiah Simmons follow him out there, but it wasn't like a normal. Yep. That's why he's. That's why I say he's freaky. He's such a freakish athlete. Most guys with a twitchy running back like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they're not going to be comfortable getting on the line of scrimmage in press coverage. Exactly. He had no fear. He got on the line. He was like, "Whatever you can do, I can do it with you. I can run with you. I can move with you." I can flip yep. my hips with you, all of it. Yep. And he did that. Most linebackers, they're going to give him, they're going to give Clyde Edwards Hilaire that six-shard cushion, which will open up a quick smoke screen or a quick a quick little drag, something short, where then now yep. he has four yards of separation where he turns, lines you up, and then breaks your ankles. Isaiah Simmons was not giving him that because he knew he could take that away from him. Exactly. Yep. And, and he had a backpedal. Like, since when you see a 6'4", 230 linebacker in a backpedal, I saw that. I'm like, look at this. Yes, it, it's man. ridiculous. He, Yeah, he's a, he's a tremendous athlete. He, he's freaky, man. He's freaky. Now, let, let's jump to the next topic from that game. You know, bank, you mm-hmm. know, going off of that game last night, let's talk about a few guys 
um, that, that there are some risers and fallers. There were some good performances, and there were some bad performances last night, man. Give me a guy that uh, that was a. Let's start with the, the the good news. Who was the riser for you from last night's game? It has to be. I would say Joe Burrow. You can't. You can't ride. Uh, yeah, no, he can't. Joe Burrow uh, can't go anywhere. <laughs> he, I, yeah, yeah. He, but uh, Edwards Hilaire, he's got about four backs in his class now because he can he can legit do everything. And he's, I think he's probably the best route running running back in his class. But I like that claim. I like that claim because AJ, yeah, AJ Terrell will tell you he got moves. And it's and he's running and and he's running. I didn't watch him a whole lot in pass pro, but you know they'll get to that. But he's running everything that an NFL offense wants, yeah. and somebody's going to go up and grab him, and he's going to do numbers. He ain't going to be you know he ain't going to take the league by storm or nothing like that. But he's going to do numbers. He's going to be an effective uh, uh, effective running back in somebody's offense. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I I you know I love. Everybody that knows me knows I love the running back position. And Clyde Arrows Hilaire, to me, I remember seeing on Twitter um, the comp of um, what's the young, what's the kid from uh, the Chargers, the running back, um, Eckler. Eckler, Austin Eckler. My Austin thing, Eckler. The only difference mm-hmm. for me is I think he's a little more physical and has more juice. I think he's a little more yeah. juice. Um, and, and it's probably a more polished route runner, you know, come out of the backfield and being able to line them up out wide and things like that. But I, I love the young kid. I, you know, he's he's definitely rising in my running back, um, in my running back rankings. My big board will be out soon, by the way, guys. Um, I'm trying to get, if I can, I'm trying to get that out for you guys this weekend, not the first of next week, but right before my uh, mock draft drops. But um, I would say my nice. riser. My riser would most will most likely be. I'm, I'm looking at Thaddeus Moss, man. I I don't care yeah. what anyone says. I, I don't care what anyone says. You come out this year. Thaddeus Moss needs to declare for the NFL draft right now. Like you know, you you've done what you yeah. need to do. You've had a good playoffs where you he dominated. Uh, when you look at it, he dominated Oklahoma. He had five catches for like maybe 40 yards, but he had two touchdowns in the red zone. He's proven to be a red zone weapon. He's 21 years old, 6'3", about 250. And, of course, he's the son of the famous to some Randy Moss. Randy Moss, possibly the GOAT, you know, the best deep threat we've ever seen that we will ever see. I, I don't think anyone's ever going to take that claim from him. So when I look at Thaddeus Moss, I'm telling you right now, I I, I really like his potential because he's still raw. He still has oh, a yeah. lot that he can add to his game. But at 6'3", 250, he moves well. You can see the intelligence. On one of his touchdowns, he he instead of, and they said it on the uh, broadcast, he looks like he's going to run a corner broke route. Broke off his route. And he yep. broke off. That is next level. You don't have a yeah. lot of college guys. And not only is that intelligence to be able to read the coverage and know, okay, here's the dead spot in the zone, but it's to have that type of um, connection and, and camaraderie with your quarterback to where exactly. you break off. He knows it's the right play. He doesn't throw the fade. He doesn't throw it to the corner because he assumes you're going to the corner. You, he sees the zone. You see the zone. And he hopes you see the zone. Like, oh, my guy's got me. Boom. Touchdown. 
we go into the half on a 21 run, you know, score three, three touchdowns in the, in, in the yeah. second quarter. So for me, I really like Thaddeus Moss. I, like I said, even if he, I want to see how he tests, I, I want to see how he tests and see how fast he runs, how high he jumps, things like that. But at the end of the day, guys, athletic testing does not always, you know, it's not the equivalent to being an NFL all pro or NFL all elite player. It's, nope. it's what they can do on the field. And I think yeah, exactly. Thaddeus Young in the right offense, man, I'm, I, you know, whether it's, you know, if Tom Brady comes back, New England Patriots could use him. You know what I'm saying? Drew Brees, if he comes back to New Orleans, they could use him. It's yeah, a lot of offenses could that could use him, man. Exactly. Deshaun yeah, and the Watson thing is, is with... probably looking at it, hey, uh, Bill O'Brien, GM, whoever, I need a tight end. <laughs> right, somebody. Like, yeah. I need a tight end, bro. It's, yeah, it's about time, yeah. And the thing with Thaddeus is, like, why give them another year to pick apart your game? You might as well strike while the iron is hot now. Because yes. they, if they see you again, oh, maybe he can't do this. Oh, he can't do that. Oh, his stock is falling. They're going to find something to nitpick at. So, I mean, it's. Getting in this. So he might as well. He might as well declare. I mean, might as well. Might as well go ahead and declare and and make that jump. Like you said, strike while the iron is hot. That's how I look at it, too. Yeah, right. That's how I look at it. Go ahead and make $10 million. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Secure the bag right now. Secure the bag right now, right? man. Um, do you have Do you have anybody else that uh, that wrote that was a riser for you in this game? Um, um, um uh, you know, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he really he some money for himself. He's for area explosiveness. The short you can. Blow on, see him get shoot the gaps and all that, and, and he um he's not the biggest guy, and he wasn't really on a whole lot of people's radar before this game. But mm-hmm. to be surrounded by that much talent in that game, and he still and he still made a name for himself. He he made himself a, a ton a ton of money. I agree. Another running hit linebacker, man. Another sideline to sideline yeah. guy. That also can drop in the coverage, that can blitz and play and play some physical football when you need him to. And like you said, ten, you said we talked about this before the show. Ten years ago, a player yeah. at his size is the perfect the strong, strong safety. safety. Well, he's like six two, maybe six three, like two twenty eight somewhere in there. That's the size of a strong yep. safety, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Now it's the size of a prototype linebacker, maybe a little taller if you want, if you want to be nitpicky. But that's what you get. You get a yeah. guy that's two, you know, two thirty and under, two forty and under. Two forty is probably the max for a lot of teams because you don't want to sacrifice speed to have a big bulky linebacker in today's NFL. But he is the, yeah. you know, him, Kenneth Murray, Isaiah Simmons. He possibly could fight to because especially with Dylan Moses going back to college, uh, Patrick Queen could possibly if he declares. I'm not sure what his eligibility status is right now, but if he declares, yeah. he could be the, the third linebacker pulled off the board, man. So. Yeah, and that 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 performance was huge because he made he played like the best defender on that defense last night. Yeah, like he commanded that front seven. Yeah, and it's not it's not a seriously strong linebacker class this year anyway. No, no. So he could definitely if he if he did declare he could definitely jump up them draft boards. Yes, sir. Uh, let's let's go to the bad news, man. Who who who, who hurt that stock? Let's talk about those uh, callers, man. Who you got? Nobody stock got hurt more 
than AJ Terrell. Yes. He <laughs> and it's not and it's not and it's not the coverage that cuz his coverage was okay. His uh, his coverage was good. Jamar Chase is just a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. But his coverage was 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 decent, but it was his uh his horrible tackling. Because whoa, hey, and whoa, it, whoa, 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 whoa. So, uh-huh. got some breaking news, guys. Luke Keekley just retired. Get out of here. Luke Keekley has officially retired. And I, I, wow. I, I'm, I'm shocked at, at the age of 28. Um, I think, it, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, and we'll get back to, to the show, but at the end of the day, um, it's not, it is what it is. We know exactly what it is. It's the, um, it's legitimately the, uh, the, the concussions. It's got to be. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm looking at now. It says the concussions. Like, it, Wait a like, minute like, now. They say he had over 20? Oh, my God. That can't be right. That can't I be hope right. That's right. <laughs> I really hope that's not right. I really hope that's not right at all. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Wow, man. Yeah, that's crazy. One of the best to ever do it. Uh, ouch, man. So, do you would you call him a, a Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would, I would too. say, I would too. That that's just yeah. Wild, I would say man. that's something. That and, is something. Andrew Luck first. Andrew Luck now. Luke Keekley. Oh, another uh, yeah. and, and better news. I would say, um, mm-hmm. per Bleach Report, Tua. Um, is expected to be able to throw for NFL teams by April, so that's that's big. Perfect timing. That's yeah, exactly perfect right timing. before right before the draft. That is perfect, man. That's perfect. I you know I'm I'm happy to hear that, and I can't. The one pro day, yeah. The one pro day shut everything down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go out there yep. and do your thing, shut everything down. But uh, but sorry, guys, to get the break off schedule, but that that was shocking news, you know. And hey, listen, at the end of the day, if we're yeah. on, we're, we're we're recording and something breaks, we're gonna talk. If about something breaks, yeah, we're gonna talk yeah, about yeah. It. Kiki was only twenty eight years old. Twenty eight years old, man. He's still young. Yeah, but the wow. fact that you see, you, you know, that's what I said. If, if he had twenty concussions, he had eight less concussions than his actual age. That's that's a that's wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I doubt if it's that if it's that number, but it's, he's probably had a lot in his yeah, career. Yeah, he's had a lot. I, I know. That I remember him. Uh, I think it was against the Eagles a couple of years ago, getting concussed in the red zone, and you know, just being in pain and crying. They pulled him off. They had to get him off the field and everything. I, I, I remember yeah. some, you know, him, you know, dealing with those concussions. And but it's for me, I'm happy for him because he he walked out on his own terms. He, he's like, no, exactly, not, you know. You're not gonna have to drag me off this field, you know. That's the yeah. that's the old school way. That's the that's the dumb way. You know what I'm that's saying? Value your way. life. Value your life. Yes. Value the longevity of your life and your family and kids yes. and everything else that you may want to do. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's what's best for you and, and mm-hmm. your family. So yeah. do your thing. I, I respect anybody that puts themselves yeah. first in that situation. But um, yeah, take care of yourself first. You I, like, I don't want to see him. Yeah, I don't want to see him in ten years or in twenty years on one of these on one of these uh, ESPN thirty for thirties talking about something he can't he can't sleep at night right. and he's forgetting who he is and all that. I hate to see that. I hate yeah, seeing no, stuff no, like that. I so see, yeah, I'm, yeah, I want to see less of that as much as possible. So uh, yeah, shout out, yeah. you know, shout out walk to away, walk away from the game 
Uh, walk away from the game. Don't let the game walk away from you. Facts, facts. Uh, but like you said with AJ Terrell, man, he you know he he struggled. Jamar Chase was a freak yeah. of nature, and he struggled last night, man. Um, yeah. My guy, uh, same position, Christian Fulton. Um, yeah. T, T Higgins was kind of working him a little bit, um, and, and Justin yeah, Ross but... got him a couple times. He was getting beat. He was getting beat, but Trevor Lawrence was just off. And a lot of people, I, I want to say mm-hmm. this, a lot of people think that I hate tri- tri- uh, Trevor Lawrence. I do not hate Trevor Lawrence. What I do hate is the unrealistic hype that the media machine built upon him. Because for me to sit there yeah. and hear that he was the best prospect at quarterback since Andrew Luck, and for me, Andrew Luck was so polished, so polished coming out. You know what I'm saying? Even Way the, more polished. Even the year before he declared, he was much more polished. I yeah. don't see half of that Way in more. Trevor Lawrence. No, no. I see, I see a, I see a tremendous athlete yes. playing a quarterback position. Yes. Uh, I don't see, I don't see a whole lot of the all the stuff that we talk about with Joe, Joe Burrow uh, playing the playing the game shoulder up. Mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of that. But but then again, you're not supposed to because he still got another year of development to put it all together. Yep. I just I just just I look at his tools and I see I see a high level process. I don't see the elite generational quarterback that everyone's been high. I don't see that. Even with his athletic tools, I do not see that. Like if he becomes no. a Hall of Fame quarterback, cool. I don't not saying he he doesn't have the chance to be. But to say he's this elite, once in a lifetime generation. First of all, let in the scouting community, let's do away with generational. Yeah, okay? please. Let's please. do away with generational, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you hear about a generational talent at the same position of another generational talent five years away from each other. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, really, the word generational means it happens once a generation. You can't say. It's a general generational talent every damn year. It's it's ridiculous. Like three but times he, in a decade, it, we got a generational de- a generational pa- pass rusher. Like seriously? It, what? 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 Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor came in the league three different times. Really? Exactly. Like th- that's what we doing? You know, we no. we, got Re- we got four Reggie Whites at the defensive line spot. You know, in in in, oh. in, in, in a whole ten year span. Come on, man. Let's stop that nonsense. I, I don't no. like the generational ta- talent tag. I like the tools that Trevor Lawrence has, but I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see him. And, and I know a lot of people say, "Well, I'm taking him over Tua." All things healthy, I'm not. I would take him over no. Joe Burrow. All things healthy, I'm not. I would take him over no. Justin Fields. Both of them are healthy. I still don't know who I'm taking out of that. I'm not saying I'm taking either or because it's still still too early. But it's not yeah. a guarantee that I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields at this moment. So, because I'm telling you right now, I, I like the old OSU receivers. I like Chris Olave, even though he ruined that game. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you flip those receiving cores and you give Justin Fields with J.K. Dobbins and that old line, you give the, you give him T. Higgins, Justin Ross, Amari Rogers. I'm just saying, do some things. I, I think they. Clemson loses. <laughs> I'm just yes. like Clemson yes. loses. Like facts are yes. facts. So I'm just saying, guys, let's pump the brakes on hyping up these kids too early and have them feeling themselves. And, and nah, let's stop it, man. The media creates yeah. too many. The word, the label bus simply comes from the media to me. 
You built these guys up. Jadavion Clowney, and I remember posting about this on social media, that Jadavion Clowney is not the elite pass rusher that people thought they were getting at the first overall pick when he was selected. Nope. He's an elite run defender. He's, he's, he was a raw pass rusher. He, he was not a refined hand fighter. He didn't have the best hand placement and, and, and technique to beat Rush. He just was a physical athletic freak. That's what he was. Yeah. Yeah. But because teams yes, because he, the media built him up as this generational guy, you know, was, oh, then then when he doesn't have 16 sacks a season, he's a bust. Yeah, be, he's a bust. Yeah, because because right. he because he did, he destroyed he destroyed that kid in uh at in in Michigan. Yes, that what that one play that hit. So then oh, like, and the media is like, oh, we see hype train. Let's put him on the hype train. And, but like and it, teams like buy into is, it, man. Yeah, yeah, Clowney's a superior athlete. He uh he affects games because of his athleticism because he can he can cause pressures, he can cause the big splash plays that yes. you saw. Like even this year, he can he can make the big splash play, so you gotta account for him on defense. Uh but yeah, but he's tough against the run success I had I seen him have is when they shifted him inside yes. and let him and let and let him uh wreak havoc in close quarters. That's more of uh his specialty because he's a you know He's a size strength freak, so he can do it. But yeah, he—I mean, I, he's not going to be big. He, he'll never lead the league in sacks, I don't think. No, I, don't, I don't. But I don't see but he's yeah. But he can be part of a dominant defense. Yeah. But I mean, but it's nothing wrong with saying it. It's nothing wrong with saying like you don't have to say elite. I hate that word elite uh, and, and <laughs> generational and all of that. You, you can. It's all right to say he's a good player. That's all. And and that's that's really all it is. But it sounds better to say he's elite. It sounds better to say he's once in a generation. It's, it looks better on Twitter. Um, so yeah. you know that's that's what it is. It looks better on Twitter. And it looks better um, coming out of Mel Kuyper's mouth on ESPN. So uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that's kind of weird. Kuyper. Yeah, right. Hairpiece Kuyper. <laughs> Toupee Kuyper. Okay. That thing Toupé do not Mel. move, yo. That, yo, that thing is super glued, baby. I'm trying to tell. Oh, right? miss. Hey, whatever whatever he's using, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he should definitely. Yeah, right. He, he can make some money marketing it because it's uh it's got to be gorilla glue. It's got to be something real strong. Though. It's got to be. Got to be something like that. Like incredibly. that's more that's more than soul glow. That's more than soul glow. <laughs> so listen, man. I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. like I said, <laughs> um, you know, like I said, we're looking at it. The, the two cornerbacks from LSU and, and um, you know, Christian Fulton. Christian, what's so funny about Christian mm-hmm. Fulton though? Christian Fulton was, and even for me, uh, was a top fifteen pick. I think this game, because mm-hmm. his his he his feet did not match his eyes. He he seemed like he was in a rush. Seemed like he was panicking at, at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And it, like I did not like what I saw last night. So I, he's definitely dropping down yeah. my board. Um, I, I definitely did not like what I saw. But he his to me his stock dropped, and, and from going from top he's, fifteen, he's seen... top twenty, yeah. five. Maybe, probably. Yeah, he seemed a little bit more grabby than usual. Like, yeah. uh, like he, like he felt since they were bigger receivers, he had to be more physical instead of using what he'd been using all year. It, it, he and it didn't work for him. He. It seems like he yeah. was panicking. Like, because we for when you line up against a guy like T. Higgins, and you know, if you don't know anything about T. Higgins, T. Higgins is not a slow, big body, no, cloud, no, no. T. Higgins can stack you. And when I say stack, what I mean by stack, for those who don't know what that term is, when a receiver beats a, a cornerback on a on a route and gets 
uh, gets that leverage upfield. He puts him on his back, and now he has the leverage. So the quarterback drops the ball over the top of, especially on the nine route, the fly route, the go route. It's easy, like, he stacks yeah. corners with ease a lot of times if you cannot route him. And when he's able to, even on, on slant routes, when he's able to give you that double, that double two step, you know, that double, that double jab step. Boom, boom, and he gets inside, mm-hmm. and then he cuts off. Now you're playing behind, and he stacks you on that route. He does that well. So it's like yep. you know that Christian Fultz in them in those corners knew that, so he was worried about that. But instead of just trying to play your game, being patient, I, one thing I always remember hearing Deion Sanders and, and, and Darrell Rivas say, you got to watch the abdomen. That's going nowhere. So you sit there yeah, and yeah. patient feet, you know, up on your toes, and then that's when you strike. Yep. That's when you punch. But you always keep, you know, you always keep the, the the outside hand free. You never use or the inside hand free as well. You never want to reach across and, and jam someone because once they beat that hand, they throw you off. You knock you off your balance. And now you're toast. So, uh, that's and that's what Christian what Fulton guess, tried to do. Exactly. That's kind of what I what I've always you know when I study uh, corners and I listen to the greats talk about it. Man, that's what you do. Yeah. He, instead of him watching the abdomen of T Higgins and just playing patient and waiting for him to try and break and then stonewalling him with the jab with it, with, with a jab for the press. He was just like, like a little lunge. His feet was sloppy. He just panicked. And that yeah. didn't look good to me. That did not look good. And I think he drops, you know, he, he, he drops, man, you know, unless he goes into the, and, and then I think, I don't believe he's a top tier athlete either. So if he goes into the combine so and he hits a four five, He's not testing well. He's definitely going to fall. It's going to be a free yeah. fall. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I um, I always thought, yeah, I always thought he was was like a. I didn't think he was a natural long speed guy. He's looked more like a four or five guy at best. But which is fine for a cornerback. You can survive out there like that. But he's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not. Uh, he's not C.J. Henderson. He's not one of them freak athlete type dudes. So he's going to have to thrive and be physical, but you got it's a way to be physical without uh, panicking and messing up your own footwork. Facts. So I mean, you know, it, between AJ Terrell and Christian Fulton, the cornerback position last night for starters going into this draft for those two guys, stock mm-hmm. dropping, stock dropping. Um, so let's jump into our last and final topic. We're going to look at the we have the East. And West Shrine Bowl that kicks off this Saturday. Then next week, we got the granddaddy of them all, man. We got the Senior Bowl, baby. Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, J- Jordan, uh, Jordan Love. Man, listen to me, man. All I, I heard, yeah. I heard that uh, that um, Zach Taylor, because he, he um, the Bengals staff will be one of the one of the coaching staffs there. That he <laughs> it's uh. trying to lobby to get Joe Burrows to come. I mean, why not? Go ahead and start. <laughs> go ahead and start getting a good relationship with your future quarterback. Might as well start exactly, coaching right? him now. If, but but uh, I yeah, would have him come if, to practice. I'm Zach. I would have him come to practice, but not play him in the game. <laughs> That's kind of how. Yeah, I, would I mean, if I'm if if I'm Zach Taylor, I'm bringing the playbook with me. I'm like, and I'm gonna slide it to. Uh, I'm gonna slide it to Joe. Like here, get started studying. Go ahead and, and take uh, this we'll home. see you. Uh, Don't show. Yeah. Anyone. <laughs> Talk yep. nothing Don't tell about this conversation. This you. you know, mm-hmm. this never happened. We never yep. met. I know, I don't even know who you are, brother. Yep. This is my first. Yep. Nice to meet you. Yeah, but just hold on to that, though. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> and we'll see, how you play. we'll see you at minicamp. 
Exactly. We'll see you in minicamp. <laughs> and just know you're about to be on my team. Just understand that, young fella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, like I said, when I when I look at it, man, uh, and, and with the, with the East West Shrine Bowl, you know, this is not a uh, this like I said, it's not the Senior Bowl where you have those those names, right? Everybody knows the names of Joe, you know those those guys yeah. that listed. But at the same time, there are guys that you know, um, Corey, um, Corey Lindsley. Uh, from from the, the the running back from the Broncos played in the East West Shrine games a couple years ago. Yeah. So it, yeah. Philip Lindsay, sorry, Philip Lindsay. Um, there's guys Phil, come yeah. from yeah, guys come from this game that you didn't know, but they could play and they come into the NFL and make the roster. And now you're like, man, this is one of my favorite players. Come find out he's in the East and West Shrine. Yeah. So yeah, the Senior Bowl exactly. is the yeah. big is the big all star game for college uh, prospects. But don't sleep on this game. Let's talk about a couple guys just to watch for. Uh, I'm gonna let you start. Who, who's one of your guys? Um, uh, there's one guy. I'm gonna start. Uh, I'll start off with, with uh, a running back, Tavian Feaster. He uh, Clemson transfer. He's with Clemson. Clemson last year, but he couldn't beat out uh, ETN. Mm-hmm. But and he's uh, six foot two twenty one. Mm-hmm. He's a height weight speed guy. He he's not he's not super fast like ETN is, but he's a legit four four guy at two twenty one. Ain't bad. So he's more of a north south straight line runner. He's going to put his head down. He's going to run over some guys. You could put him in a rotation with a uh, with a with a you know with a little scat or something like that, and he's going to get you positive yards. He's a he's a he's a tough runner. He did he did okay for us. He was South Carolina. He did okay for South Carolina, but he's got the physical he's got the physical ability to play on Sundays. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, the running back position is, is such a deep position, but it's such a physical position. Keeping depth on your roster is key, even for just your practice squad. For somebody that can come in, step in, and yep. make plays at the running back position, that's huge. Um, I am going to go with the quarterback position, and I'm going to go with the uh, um, quarterback for what's this? The West offense. A Tyler Huntley from Utah, 6'1", 205. Mm-hmm. He's a dual threat guy. He has a, he's a good arm, mm-hmm. and he can make throws. Man, he can. He, he's a playmaker. I want to see him go out there, you know, see how he handles the coaching, and see if he can. He his in the game against Oregon, he, he had a bad game. You know, he, he he fell kind of flat on his face. That was a game that truly would have catapulted him, in my opinion, if he came out and had a dominant performance across from Justin Herbert, the guy that everyone. Uh, loved coming in. You know, he was kind of almost QB one because in preseason it was. It, it's crazy how things how things change. But it was Tua and Herbert. It was Tua and Herbert. Now it's um, it's mm-hmm. Burrow and Tua. So and Herbert's QB three. Yep. You know, fighting for QB three in some in some circles with Jordan Love and some circles with Jordan with J- Love yep. with Jalen Hurts and some circles still with Jake Fromm. So you know, right now. It's going to be. It's going to be. This draft is going to be interesting from the quarterback position. But Tyler Huntley is yeah. a guy that can make his name, state state his claim, and try to make his name here at the East West Shrine Bowl to force people to go back to his tape and say, okay, we see dual threats becoming the new norm in the NFL. Is this a guy that we can develop and and make a starting quarterback in the NFL? So he's somebody I've got my eyes on. Um, uh, who's next for you? I got I got two guys in the trenches. Okay. Uh, one first one is Calvin Throckmorton. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Calvin Throckmorton from Oregon. He, uh, six three. No, no, I'm sorry. Six five, three oh nine. Mm. And he played. He played this season. He played left tackle and right tackle. 
And down at the uh, Shrine game right now, first first uh, first day Shrine game, they had him at guard. Second day, they had him at center. And, and each day, he's taking on all the information, and he's looking good out there. From all the reports I read, he's looking good out there. So just to have that type of versatility is going to get you on somebody's roster. I, I doubt he's a, like a, a starter day one. He can be uh, he can be somebody's swing tackle or backup tackle, and like in a year or two, he can he can nail down any one of those starting jobs because he's he. I would say he's more. I don't think he's a, a, a left tackle because he doesn't have the foot speed for it. He can be a right tackle because he can get his hands on dudes and move them out the way. And they put him at guard or center, then he's just going to maul people because he's just he's one of them big, strong, burly guys. Yeah. And yep, the second guy I got another one. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right. McTelvin Agim, A G I M. I don't I don't know where these names come from, but <laughs> this guy he is fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's a defensive tackle out of Arkansas. He is 6'3", 300 pounds. And you pop on his tape, he's always the first one off the ball. Like, he got – he when he get off the ball, he get off the ball. Uh, it looked like – he's one of them dudes that's so fast, it looks like he's offside. <laughs> okay. But he, he's, a, he's a freak athlete. He gets in – he is not um, – I don't think he'll work in a 3-4 because he's not super strong. But if he's shooting the gaps in a four three, then he's going to wreak havoc because he he's a he's 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 strong and he's fast. He's he's a, he's an athlete playing in the, at defensive tackle. If he gets a little bit stronger, then he's a, a legit player. But he's one guy that's that's going to um I think he's going to he's going to kill it at the combine and everybody's going to be like oh who is this? And you know I you know I love when, when we're able to talk about the trenches because at the end of the day. There is to me the 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 need and and the 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 need at the uh, in the trenches on the offensive line in the NFL. Yeah, it's always high. You always you need swing tackles, swing yep. guards, guys that can move around. And an intelligent guy like that, um, you know, like you said, when you talk about the the, the Cal the the guy from Oregon, Calvin, being yeah. six five yep. three sixteen, but he can pick up tackle, left tackle, right tackle, guard, and center. That's the type of guy that yeah. you want. Yeah, he may not be a master of any of those positions right now, but he's a guy that you can develop into one of those starters, possibly in the exactly. NFL down the line. So I like that a lot. Um, I, I got, mm-hmm. I'm going to come with two guys myself back-to-back, follow follow suit here. Uh, let's go to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Victor Victor, uh, Victor Benjamin, 6'4", uh, 199, 200 pounds. Yeah. Big, big, uh, uh, bigger frame guy. He's got speed. You know, he's got some slenderness to his game, so he's not the big, bulky possession guy. But he can make plays in in uh, in an offense where, mm. the, you know, it wasn't as pass happy. I would have loved to see him in a more pass happy offense. Um, uh, you know, but this was a team that ran the ball, had a mobile quarterback. They did a lot of different things, and and Justin Fields also spread the ball around as well. If he can come out and yeah. have a good have a good day, we have seen before where guys. Ball out on the in the shrine shrine bowl, and then get a call that weekend. Say, hey, we're gonna fly you out next week to come to the, to yeah. the senior bowl. So to, he's a guy yeah. that I want. I would love to see given that opportunity because at the end of the day, that would add just another name to watch for. As I I've told tell, told everyone, and I'm gonna continue to say it. This is one of the deepest receiving class I've ever seen in my life. Yes, co- covering football, man. For, not even yep. just from a uh, analyst standpoint, or from a scouting standpoint, even from, from a fan, this is the one. This is maybe the deepest receiver class. So you add if it's he's like able leg- to, if he's able to add, you know, his name to the pot. 
I'm just saying you can grab you a quality starter round five and six. Yeah, I'm about to say it's the legit four or five rounds deep of quality receivers. Like, guys, that's going to make your final 53. Like, you're going to get a fourth round that's going to make your final 53 and going to be one of your top four receivers. It's this this it's, draft class is ridiculous it's, it's, at wide receiver. It's crazy, man. So it's like, you know, I, I, everybody knows I love Jerry Judy. I, I like C.D. Lamb. But I'm just saying, what if you decide to go, if you need defensive help, you take an elite, you take a J- Javon Kinlaw, uh, you know, because you need a defensive tackle, then you – Double down, and you get you two yeah. or three receivers, you know, or two receivers in round between rounds two and four, and now you're set. Yep. You know, you got the the and you the, the playmaker on the D line, and you got yourself some receivers. So I'm just saying, you got to, you know, you got to think about it like that. Uh, my next guy, you got did he, yeah, exactly. You got options, man. Um, let's say I'm gonna go back to I'm going mm-hmm. back to offense, and I mean I'm sticking with offense. Everybody knows I love offense as well. And the running back <laughs> position, Adrian Killings Jr. from um uh from some Central Florida, man, uh, five seven one sixty four. When I say that Travis Etienne is is possibly the fastest running back in the nation, there's one guy I definitely believe that can give him a run, and it's Killings. Killings is a track guy. He is a speed demon. Yep. He's a guy, yeah, he's not 200 pounds. But I'm just saying, I, and I would not be surprised if someone stashes him in this draft and try to develop him in a mold of Tyreek Hill, maybe, in that smaller yep. slot receiver that can really take the top off the defense. You could throw those bubble screens and wide receiver screens and tunnel screens too. You could pull them on the ghost motion, give them the little the yep. little touch pass, different things like that, as well as being possibly a dynamo on the uh, on your special teams as a punt and kick returner. If he can come out and yep. show that athletic ability, that speed, and make those play make play after play and display why he's a different athlete. I'm telling you, there's levels to it. You, anybody ever seen uh, Cam Jordan yeah. from the New Orleans Saints uh, when he his sack dance and he's doing his levels, his levels, his steps. Yeah. His ste- that's what exactly. I need. To, that's why I need Adrian Killings to show here. I want him to show on there, show us uh, Saturday, like, hey, these guys are good athletes, but baby, it's levels to it. And I'm, I'm a higher yeah, level. Him, I'm a higher level. Yep, exactly. Yeah, him, he's going to make his money on special teams first and foremost because you put him on a uh, on a punt return, he's going to take one back. Because you you watch him run for like three steps and you like oh, okay that's a track guy right there oh yeah you can yeah. you can see you can see you see you see the burst you see he's going he's going he's going to hit that four two range I, I'm saying it right now he's going to hit that four two range I right, listen I, I hope so he's I hope going, so I, I yeah, love to see those those yeah. I love to see the speed man I love to see speed yeah he's a four two he's I, a I runner yeah I want to see it brother yep. Yep. and my last two guys I got. Is uh cornerback Lavert Hill out of Michigan, mm-hmm. 5'10, 5'11, 180. He he's feisty. He he's a fighter. He's he's grabby. He's going he's going to jam you at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he got hips and he can run. He's uh, I think he's a very underrated player. He he's he's going. I'll probably run a legit four four. Um, he uh, he could stand up and put a little bit more pounds on because he's not he's not maxed out as far as his muscles and all that. And you're going to need him to tackle. But he can flip them hips. And he can run with you. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. And he's just a very feisty dude. And he's and he's uh, assignment sound. He can play in zone. He prefers to play in man. He looks better in man coverage. But he can play in his zone. But he's a guy that you can you can you can get on your roster. And you and he's he, you're gonna be able to put him in the slot. You're gonna be able to put him outside. That's a guy you're gonna be able to develop. Nice. And my last guy. My last guy I got, I actually had him as one of my sleepers last year, 
I thought he was coming out, but he was actually just transferring. He transferred from Tennessee to uh, Georgia, and he actually did pretty good in Georgia this year. Uh, he's a tight end. His name is Eli Wolf. Uh, he's 6'4", 245. He's not your he's, – he's no, he's no Thaddeus Moss. But he is uh, – he's very smooth, very smooth athlete, very solid. He's a willing blocker. He could get stronger. Um, he, he they put they put him uh, as an inline blocker, and so he was blocking uh, he's blocking linebackers, and he was and he he held his own. Uh, he, he tried to block a defensive end, and he got his lunch ate. But um, he's a but he's a willing blocker. He's going he, you can put him on a move, you, like on a wham play. He'll come he'll come across the line, and he'll knock somebody head off when they're not looking. But the thing is, he they line him up. They lined him up outside too. He can run routes like a wide receiver. They lined him up in the slot, and he's got excellent, excellent hands. You throw him the ball, he's going to catch it. He got big catch radius because he got these super long arms. He can run a little bit. He's probably going to run like four six, maybe four seven. But he's a long strider. He can get out. He, he can make plays for you. He's a he's he's a good player. He'll he'll come in and be somebody's like third tight end, play some special teams, and he can go out and run a route and uh, catch a pass for you too. Facts. I like that. I like that. Uh, my last guy. I'm going actually going to go to the defensive side of the football. Let's go down to the U uh, to Miami mm. and Shaq Quarterman, six one two forty, a physical two. I, I'm, a, I'm a, he's a two down linebacker to me because he's not the best athlete with, in, in, with his hips in coverage, but a guy that you mm-hmm. can definitely deploy on those early rundowns, right? That, that, that he, he's, Shaq Quarterman is the prototypical Patriot linebacker. Let's just talk about that. He's He, mm-hmm. he is what Bill Belichick loves. He wants he, – he, Belichick is, is like less miles. They're like, athletes? Who needs athletes? Let's run old school stuff. <laughs> Like that's just what it is, but you know when when you look at mm-hmm. Shaq, you know Shaq Quarterman, um, you know he, he's a he's a thumper, downhill thumper. He will he's effective blitzer. He he's a ferocious tackler. He plays downhill. He plays physical, and he and he loves to get down and dirty. Um, and, and he's a, he's a strong kid, man. So if he can come out and show some fluidity in his hips when it comes down to to dropping off in the coverage. His mental processing, being able to to keep his head on the swivel, read the routes that's going on around him when they drop him off in the zone, and, and, and of course reading the quarterback and sitting and, and being disciplined. If he's able to do that and speed up his mental processing, I think he can make himself an earlier pick than you know day three. Um, and of course, what he tests and how he tests will be huge. But um, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, he he definitely looks apart. He has the for the for the Mike linebacker position. He has the ideal athletic traits and that's what you want to see you know over his career he's racked up 167 tackles 17 tackles for loss six sacks six pass yep. breakup over his uh, last over the first two seasons as a starter i'm just saying uh, he was a four-star recruit he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school he was recruited high yep. for a reason so if he can come out and, and, and display good traits good athleticism um mental processing and quickness as well as hip fluidity, I think he could definitely help make himself some money. Maybe get an invite to uh, to the Senior Bowl next week. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think Quarterman is a good player. I think maybe you put him maybe in a three four, yes, and let him be let him be the one that take off, take on the blocks, let him do the dirty work, let somebody else like a Roquan Smith type running, running, get all the tackles and all that. He he he's a solid player. You put him in in, the, in that right between that tackle box and let him re and react and and take on blocks and all that. He'd be all right. 
Exactly, exactly, man. But listen, guys, that is our show. We went ahead and broke down and reacted to the to the national championship game. Give us, give you our risers and fallers, as well as give you some names to watch for Saturday's East and West Shrine Bowl game, uh, East and West Shrine game. So, trust me, we will be back next week because we're going to give you a great preview to this to the uh, to the Senior Bowl. We're going to talk about some mm-hmm. guys that definitely need to have good uh, good weeks in practice, as well as. Um, being able to perform on next Saturday can make to truly make yeah. themselves some money. The polarizing names yep. at quarterback and, and give it time for some other guys to possibly get some late invites and, and uh, see see who all makes it. Maybe Joe Burrow shows up and say, "What's up, Coach?" You know, who knows, man? He may, yeah. you know, he may show up and say, hey, "What's up, Coach?" Go ahead and put me in. Go, you know, throw some more touchdown passes. Yeah, let, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make this relationship official. <laughs> let's yep. go ahead and make this relationship official. But, uh-huh. uh, but of course, y'all, listen, we will be back next week. Um, you know, and of course, we got playoff football, so stay tuned. You got a nice, uh, nice weekend. Uh, championship, championship Sunday. Sunday. Championship Sunday, man. Real quick, who you got? Give me, give me, yep. your, give me your winners, real quick. Ah, ah, ah! I am going, uh, Chiefs and Mighty Mo Packers. Ah, I'm going Chiefs, Chiefs. Packers Super Bowl. Ah, yeah, I, I'm gonna talk for a shootout. Oh, man, Pat, Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I like the sound of that, but I'm actually going to go Jimmy G versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Niners Chiefs. Mm. I'm actually going Kittle. I'm actually going to go Kittle versus Kelsey. See who, see who, see who has the who, who can take the claim. Who can say, hey, top tight end in the league? What did Ric Flair say? What's the old saying? To be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> so let's see who's gonna beat the man and take the tight end one spot going into 2020, Ooh. guys. But listen, that is that's our show. Nice. And guys, we thank you so much for joining us. I'm Danny Parson. That's Eugene Holt. Y'all have a good night. See you.